covering all your favorite parts of the 50-yard fight. This is the Inside the Walls podcast with Zach Heilman and Jim Bernier. Welcoming you all into a uh, special edition of the Inside the Walls podcast. Not really turf talk this time around. Uh, we will get back to turf talk next week, by the way. Should be a Predators episode for you fans over there in Orlando. Uh, this one just wanted to highlight because we, we brought it up last week in one of our shows that, you know, it is kind of it, it's come and gone now uh, for Thursday, of course. But um, we tried. We couldn't get to work. But we're going to do this now as a one year anniversary of Inside the Walls. Uh you know, for those of you that are tuning in via, you know, kind of catching us on the National Arena League's own socials, you know, we've been doing this longer than just with the NAL. We've been doing this over a year now. Uh, we kind of started up mid last season for those folks that kind of joined along for the ride. And well, Jim, uh, kind of hard to believe it's been a whole year. I mean, second NAL season we're involved with, at least talking about it and covering, uh, you know, plenty of, uh, I would say, bumps, bruises and moves along the way. Mm-hmm. here we are um i guess kind of want to take this show to just kind of recollect on a few things i guess um man one whole year hard to believe um just saying kind of nuts isn't it yeah it's it's amazing it's been a year uh we our first episode was june 18th of last season and we never thought that we get to this point we always thought we'll be just that you know niche sport podcast without you know rec- a recognition from the league that we were covering and it's surprised that within a year we just didn't have connections through every single team in the league uh we got the official label for the podcast and no matter what people know, understand about our show and what we do we are two fans of the sport we're two fans that basically were introduced to the game in a different way you were introduced recently. I was introduced a long time ago in the galaxy far, far away where Anakin was still the good guy. Um, <laughs> that's how long ago that I was introduced to the game. And it's just amazing that we're 52 episodes into the year. Uh, we've made good friends in this league. We've become an actual reliable voice in the community. And for me and you, who have had multiple tries on multiple other podcasts to get hit, to get big. This one took a leg of itself with a community that desperately needed a show like ours. And it's been fun. It's been incredible years, ups and downs. A lot of you fans out there love to see Sharks fans eat pro because um, I'm one of them. <laughs> and last year was a pretty hard thing. But again, um, it's the love, it's the passion. Like I've, like my family's told me, like my dad's told me, like friends have told me in the past, um, haters go and they hate. And when you just keep a smile on your face and you keep doing what you're doing, then you win the battle. And oh, I just go. believe that, you know, it's amazing that one year we're into this thing. We've met a lot of good people in this community. Uh, we've met people that have tried to debunk us. And, you know, okay, you, you, if you want to do it, go ahead. Uh, that's the joy of the, this thing. And I just want to say to the youth fans who have listened to us, the people who have trusted us, and to the owners and presidents and the GMs and coaches of this league who have actually trusted us with your information, I want to say thank you. And hopefully that we're doing a year two anniversary next year and years, years to come. So I can't believe a year has gone by. Um, a little late on the year. We're like a year and a week now. 
but still it in it's small moves and each episode we do is just it means more honestly don't want to steal a catchphrase from a certain football league we might get you know dubbed um so down there <laughs> yeah SEC said you just said just means we've, more. we've made it a year i don't want any <laughs> risk to not make it to year two okay Right, get we'll get mind. we'll get the southeastern conference on us next like yeah you sold you stole our our term my bad my apologies um but yeah it's been a great year and you know right now looking now in the 2022 season it's just wow we're we're about to get in the thick of things here and but this we'll talk about that tomorrow on the, sh- on the show and mm-hmm. future episodes but we have some moments that we had in this past year that are funny um, are, are interacting. I am currently working on something that I've you've I've give you hints, but fans okay. don't. Okay. Um, as you know, we record YouTube like this. A lot of editing goes. I almost got about twenty five to thirty minutes of pre roll editing of me and Zach false starting. The there episodes. we go. Uh, that would be a separate video that will come out later, being like our blooper section. Um, be warned, some of the stuff might, you know, trigger people because of how it just goes from one, two, three, ah, crap. And then we got to go back and you'll see me like throw crap in the background, like penalty flags. I'm like, we're getting penalized here. It's a false start. Um, but that's, uh, those are little quirks I want you fans to see what we do in the behind the scenes. And I got I to stress it. It's hard to start <laughs> a show, right? Like you got to get yourself jazzed up. You got to be in, got to really get into kind of a groove. Mm-hmm. And you also have to think on the fly, what you want to say off the cuff, you know, and sure you get some retries cause it's not live with ours. You know, we haven't done a lot. We haven't done any uh, live yeah. show. I've, we've gotten practice with some live shows. I'm, I have outside of here. So we're going to be, I mean, it's coming up. It's coming up <laughs> sooner yeah. than you think for us. You know, funny enough, I mean, it's shoot, just a little over a month, actually, kind of. Yeah. yeah, two two weeks, two you know, two months, yeah, yeah, Not about two weeks, little two little little, about, yeah, just about under two months. Yeah, we're talking about the championship game, by the way, if you aren't catching on. Uh, but yeah, I mean, look, those those are hard to do. You know, just the, leading off a show. Um, Jesus, I, I I can only imagine getting some of those. I'm gonna be like, yeah. This is this will be fun <laughs> just to rewatch it. Um, I'll tell you with the shows I've uh, I've had it where it's more I kind of wanted to see what I could do in the arena space, I guess, because, you know, if we're talking about this past year, um, and this applies more to the folks listening in. I mean, I, I I love the arena community. It's you know, we talk about alternative and spring football communities out there. Um you know, I've done, I talk with XFL guys, USFL guys all the time. Um, Major League Football is a thing that is going to happen, by the way. That is its own, it's its own crowd, too. I can keep going. Um, arena, it's very much, it feels very much more tight-knit. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. It feels a lot more community and family-oriented, uh, very much more, I guess, you know, we, we more open debate and discussion topics-wise. Um and I enjoy that. Um, I enjoy that it's more feels more local, a little more into the communities that it's into. Um, I don't know the national side of things like the United States football. You got to cover that. And, you know, it's, it's a national brand. It's very, 
it's very much about getting a widespread audience, but with niche sports, like the arena scene, like we have, you know, I, I think you, you get to meet some, some folks that maybe you haven't gotten to in the past that are more on a ground level. You know, some of those diehard fans have been around for years, you know, they enjoy that, for, that sport the longest it's their baby. It's the thing they get excited for the most every season. Um, you don't see that as much, or at least I don't feel like, I feel I don't see as much in my NFL fandom as I used to. Um, and even with the, the alternative spring, like the outdoor spring, these, I don't see that as much either yet. Um, arena, it's been, it's one of those, it's been around forever, but it's still kind of like, it's still so underground in terms of like a football phenomenon in some yeah. way. It's still a slittle for 37 years, for not 37 years. It's even short of it, you know, for almost 40 years now, it is, it is slid as a very underground sport. It's kind of, it's incredible to me. Uh, and you, I mean, they make people like I listen to this show and I talk to, and we talk to, they, they make this, you know, it, it makes it fun. This is fun. You know, I, I do find this, this league, these, even the other leagues, they're fun. You know, mm-hmm. it's a unique brand. You don't get to see every day and, you know, you get to be like, everybody knows your name. Kind of, I guess, kind of like the internet's version of a sports bar, but we watch arena football instead of the regular Sunday game on the fall. Well, that's a good analogy about a sports bar. Everyone just gets together and watches the game. But you stole the tagline. We don't get up with that, too. Uh, so that's one on you, one on me. Yeah, um, I mean, I gotta I be, can, <laughs> gotta, we'll get YouTube I don't want, I don't want, <laughs> I don't want cheers coming at me either. Well, whatever the uh, cast is anymore. <laughs> but you made, you made a good point about the arena community. It's been around for 40 some odd years. And why it becomes almost second nature, like underground type of sport, it's because I think there's a lot of fans out there that that had teams like New Orleans Voodoo, the Nashville Cats, the Spokane Shock, the Campus Kansas City Brigade, the Chicago Rush, just name a few AFL teams. Um, when those teams went under and the league went under, you burned a lot of those fan bases, and it's very hard to establish teams and cities that had a record or a history of the AFL team that was successful, had a good fan base, and just left ship the next year. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you saw that around the league. Luckily for us, Jacksonville, Albany, and Orlando, who have history of the AFL teams, fan bases are still there, and they're still growing. And our like the one thing I love about this show is that we are those fans. We remember – Tommy Grady in his prime. We remember Aaron Garcia in his prime. We remember touchdown Eddie Brown. It, yeah. Like there are players in the past that you talk to the people in this community. Like we know a couple of them. We know Bryce, uh, who's up in Michigan, who has connection to the AF, uh, the AF original AFL and AF2 era. Um, we have Duncan Williams, another guy who is like cemented in uh, AFL knowledge. You go ask him question about hey what happened in 1992 with this team he'll he'll give the answer within five he's literally the walking encyclopedia of the arena football league um and it's strange is that for me like you got a lot of people out there that get mad like, oh there's competition with other shows what's going on get more more competition i don't yeah. like more coverage have i like like you got phil and Leo and RC and, uh, and San Antonio doing a great show for the San Antonio Gunslings. I love to see that. Uh, Levesque is doing the coaches show with uh, Manas. I love to see in that. And also, 
you got uh, the Brown, the, the owner of the Carolina Cobras doing a uh, coaches show with Coach Rez. Like, team, and uh, I think Beam Sports does the same thing for Jason Gibson. So these teams are starting to do it. I love seeing these this stuff. Please give it to me every single week. And that's the reason why me and you started this last year. This league is arena football, and I still say it, it's arena football, and it doesn't get any coverage. I know a lot of people out there miss arena fan who does who just great. They still do great stuff, even though it's limited staff now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember looking at arena fan every single weekend. So, okay, who won this game? Who won this game? Because if you didn't have – what was the ESPN Plus back then? ESPN uh, 3 or something like that? I mean, well, I was – I mean, yeah, that would be – yeah, three. Yeah, ESPN yeah. three. Watch ESPN. I mean, at one point the AFL, if the AFL, you're talking that. I mean, CBS Sports. Mm-hmm. You know, and this yeah. is of course post bankruptcy, the second, the rebirth, the revival. Yeah. You know, not the and, gold, not the golden age. You know, and all and a lot of these teams didn't have road broadcast. You didn't have YouTube to go to, like you do now in the NAL. And it, the Arena Fan was the way to get score updates for all these games and. We did this for the NAL because, again, it's the AFL with AFL players, AFL rules, and then it just when the Sharks moved to this league, I had to follow. Uh, I followed my team, and overall, our show and the community that we have gotten—you know—we have gotten over almost 500 followers on Facebook. We're near 200 followers on Twitter. Instagram's popping. YouTube is growing. Mm-hmm. And it's just amazing that if we weren't that type of content, where would the league be right now? And you see in all the games, no matter what league from the other indoor leagues to us, there's, there is like a rivalry between the three that there shouldn't be, but there is. And I believe, and I have a feeling like you have shows that just, you know, we're going to raise this banner, you know, hurrah, rah, rah. We did the NAL because we're on East Coast. We don't hate the other leagues. We don't. We we trust. I'm going to break some news, ladies and gentlemen. Me and Zach watch a lot of the other leagues. We do. We just don't talk about it. Um, I try to we keep don't, up. <laughs> yeah, that's the best we, I can put it because there's a lot of football out there that I yeah. I wish I could watch all of it. <laughs> but <laughs> you know, and we have a fan base that a bunch of fans come out and say, "Hey, we want you to do this coverage and that coverage," and we're like. Or two of us covering 23 games a week. That's going to be kind of tough. So we just stuck with the NAL. We didn't turn our backs against them. It's just, whew, that's a lot of, that's a lot of football to cover in a weekend, especially for you with your, with the USFL that would have been torment, like torture for you. But it's amazing that I just got to say to the fans, it's, I honestly, I'm very humble that you guys download our shows every single week. Watch our videos every single week. We're nearing 6,000 total downloads slash views as a podcast. If you would have told me 6,000 last year, so but one year and you'd be at 6,000, I would have told you, uh, get out. It's not possible. There's no way that an arena football podcast would get that much. We got near 3,000 or 4,000 downloads before we even became the official member of the NAL. And that just, all to you guys, the, the our listeners and our, fans especially ones who are very active with us on discord and yes. who talk to us on youtube without you guys you know tuning in and listening to us our show won't exist uh the smoking guns podcast won't exist 
inside the arena won't exist. Um, without you guys, this is one thing about the arena game that I love. It's not like the NFL. The NFL is all about the players. And the arena game is all about the communities. And so far, it's without you guys, we're not here. And everyone else in this industry that does what we're doing, if they don't thank you, that's an issue. Because without you guys, we don't exist. They don't exist. So I just want to say thank you for the support one year. So, yeah, it's going to be awesome. But let's end that. Let's, let's talk to some great moments of our show besides the bloopers that will be dropping here, hopefully within a week. I, I have a job. I got to do that. I can't edit this all the time. But anyways, um, <laughs> some great moments of, the, of our show that, honestly, one of my highlights of this year happened this year, and it was a Zach Classic. Um, the only way a bye week, the only way you lose to a bye week is the team folds during the exactly. bye week. It still got me. And it's so bad because one of our sources, Duncan Williams, we reached out to him. He came, uh, actually talked to us and told us how many people he believed folded during their bye weeks. And then Bryce also added information. And then we, you were just joking and we go, holy crap, that's a big number for the bye week taking a team but it was a classic end of the i forgot what episode that was this year i think it was right i think it, we're entering week three of the season of this was, year yes the first was, week of bye weeks so you go hopefully columbus survives a bye and you go the only way a team uh loses a bye if they fold it and i think i fell flat on my back on that that has <laughs> you know? been i i'm not letting that one go that's like an inside that's an inside joke anymore um mm-hmm. But even after this, even before, I mean, the stats don't lie. It's the truth. You know, you make it through the full season, you know, sure. You close like normal. You, Hey, in season, it's all about competition. So Correct. all you're competing against is your finances and your stability, which the bye week holds the key. You know, you get an extra week off. You can't make it through the bye week. Well, it's, unfortunately that's a bit, that's the biggest loss that you can have. And I'm, facing that so i don't have the reverse on the camera <laughs> still a classic moment still that one i think that i think that that comment hit you hard or hit me harder than any other comment you've made besides last week but that was more of a typo but the full team folding during a bye week i'm like that i had it i was done if we had to continue recording i would have been laughing the rest of the episode <laughs> So. Dude, that one was good i'll tell you the the uh episode we had with levec and guys still uh that one's going to stay with me, stay with me from earlier this year, year with the pre preseason. Um, you know, that, that was just off the rails. I mean, fo- I mean, folks listening, they'll know, like it just, uh-huh. it was everywhere. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to read where this conversation's going at the whole time. You know, eventually I just kind of go, okay, you know, we'll just ride with what goes on, I guess. And me and love back started change our names. Like All more Jim's lead. <laughs> So you had, you start seeing start hearing the aggravate or the back and forth rubbing of being Levesque guys. It's just a it was a funny episode. But one of the things I want to say about that episode is give credit to Levesque and Gaz for doing what they've been doing up there in Albany for their show. Um, without them, a lot of us don't know what's going on in Albany, and you got I got to tip my hat to them. But that episode, my opinion with me and Levesque going at each other. And we weren't really like saying it like me and you right now. It's literally in our names 
on the Zoom call, we're like, uh, Jack, uh, Albany's own one in, in, in Jacksonville, and he'll come back with a comment, and I'll come back with a comment. And he made like a Yankee Red Sox uh, comment. So it was, it's it's fun. And, and Goss, of course, getting offended because uh, we were uh, like, I think we were not attacking the sh- uh, his production. We were just, oh, we're attacking his internet. We were making fun <laughs> yeah. of it. It's like everyone's on 5G and freaking uh, Goss is on dialing. So uh, that was a that was a good episode. Um, honestly, I think that's I want to say about three weeks until the season started, and one of our highly watched episodes. But still, I have all respect to Lebeck, all respect to guys and what they do. But yeah, that was a, I was supposed to be just get inside the Albany Empire. That turned out to be a whose lines it anyways type episode <laughs> it was very much uh it was a la- kind of a laugh fest uh, a little more loose than i'm used to its structure because i mean i'm mm-hmm. you know you and i very much it's like okay we do abc and then yeah. you know this it was more like off the rails i'll tell you something we th- this is something that you and i i think have learned over the years uh you know how do we get because i know maybe people see this you know i do the i do the head nod thing now that's yeah, the tell. Yeah. yeah that, that's to say okay jim you got a question yeah. this is your time instead of basically hogging all the airtime, and you know here's jim going mm-hmm. oh crap yeah when, when hey, i get to hey. talk again <laughs> <laughs> thanks for taking all my questions zach appreciate yeah. it <laughs> hey is that a green light i'll just stay here oh it is a green light <laughs> <laughs> I, I do happen to see that when you do I'm like I'm, I'm I'm watching like I'm looking at who we're interviewing and obviously I see this I'm like does he have a crank in that then make it gives me two seconds like oh oh that's my time <laughs> yeah yeah anymore yeah. anymore figure, figure that out you know again that's huh. if for any of those are I guess this is a great chance I guess with the year to talk about like if you think about podcasting if you think about want to do mm-hmm. that you know say you want to do arena say you want to do something else you know if you do a partner, that is something you got to figure out. What is your, uh, what's your setup for, if you want to interview someone, what's mm-hmm. your setup? That's something we, I think we just went with the flow and finally found a system to settle on way later than we should have, but you know, but it works. Even our first interviews on the show, they weren't bad. Like Mason Espinosa, two-time interviewer. Mm-hmm. That man is, you know, he Ooh. genuine, like honestly, I, Honestly, no matter what, he just, he just needs to be back on the show, even if he's not with the league anymore. You know, it's uh, yeah. it's DePaul offensive offensive coordinator Mason Espinosa coming in. How you doing? So about that arena, I, I, well, I haven't watched. Well, still, let's talk about. It. <laughs> just, maybe he has. Well, that, I, I'm. We're speaking for him. He's not here. Well, <laughs> we don't really know. He's the MVP of the league from last mm-hmm. year. So he's played a couple of downs of the rate of ball. So like case, uh, another quarterback we interviewed, if you know one system, you know them all. And no matter he's been out of football for coming up to a year, he still knows the system. So yeah, Mason's a, um, first off, people got at him about leaving the arena game. A lot of people online thought he was the coach, which was funny. Um, <laughs> but they realized his quarterback and, Guys going to uh, DePaul University, who is down the street to you, um, from Indianapolis. Yeah, not too far. It's it's and, uh it's it's still a drive, but it's not like a long. It's not like something I'm gonna be like, 
all right, we gotta make a full day of it or full day of it. Like I can, I can still get home and have the rest of my day if I wanted to and go to Greencastle. Yeah. You know? And I mean, hey, it's historic rivalry there with DePaul and Wabash. So, I mean, honestly, if I had any perfect excuse to go and check one of the oldest rivalries in college football this year, he might force my hand. Not gonna lie. And I'll be frank, I'm not really. People might that are close to me know this. I'm actually not as much a college football guy. I'm more of the pro scene. Um, I don't know if that's just, I've been NFL so long maybe, but you know, if there's one that I've read a ton on just the history of it, uh, the fanfare around it, uh, going out for Wabash to Paw is one of those that's, it's, it's one of the small school rivalries that I think many people know about if they're diehard college football fans. So like I said, perfect timing. I think this is the year. This will be the year. Get some, get a selfie, get mm-hmm. some photos. This is the year. Go visit OC uh, Espinosa out there. Probably. And for you, it's just like a little hop, skip, and the jump. For me, it's about a 20 hour drive. I don't, right. know. I don't know. I don't know what the driving distance is from here to Indianapolis. Uh, it's 20, but I mean, it sure feels like it. And I mean, Jesus, you know, that's funny. Anymore, you lately you've been mentioning the 900 mile gap between us. Yeah. You know, for reference, folks, if you haven't caught on, I'm not exactly next door to these NAL teams. I love this league. Mm-hmm. Um, my first NAL game is most likely going to be the championship this year. Um, been to an I been to, and this is for context, I'm saying this, been to IFL games, been to NA to AFL games in the past. Haven't gotten a chance to NAL, but credit, that's only because. Cobras are nine hours away by drive. Uh, and I don't have, let's just say my budget doesn't include plane tickets to go willy nilly. And I also have a second, I have another job that, you know, I can't just leave. <laughs> I'm not, not a CEO or anything. I still gotta, you know, I gotta go to work. You need <laughs> gotta, call, do, gotta do the eight, the eight hour slog every day. You need to call Jeff Bezos to get a uh, rental for a plane. <laughs> <laughs> I wish, I wish. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, speaking of things with the one year that this is what's great with the uh, the NAL deal we have now, mm-hmm. or the at least working with them. I, I make it sound so corporate when I say deal. We work alongside. We we've gotten to talk with with folks in the league for, and it's been great. Um, really has been fun to meet folks that are with these teams and also with the league office. We also have votes for these uh, for the week player of the week and Iron Man now. Mm-hmm which yeah. is incredible. This week's we got to put in and out. I'm only saying it's just because it came across my screen uh, to let you know, Kendrick Ings won Iron Man this week. I didn't vote. I, I voted for Panther. I mean, uh, really Panther jams. Come on. I voted for <laughs> Cobra this week. It's the second it. time in the second day. I've said freaking Panthers. You can tell the NFL <laughs> season's been a little bit, a lot chatter here in Jacksonville. I'm starting saying NFL team. Things. Oh, you're it's getting, <laughs> it's getting, it's getting like, <laughs> I mean, for the, I mean, NFL wise, I mean, training camps are coming closer and closer. They're already doing, you know, OTA type of work anyway. Yeah. So I get it. I get it. You know, just keep, keep eyes on the prize, Jim. Still got arena yeah. in front of us. Yeah, I'm, I'm it, messing it, it does, though, but it doesn't ha- it doesn't help when your favorite sports show spends four segments. Which, and if you haven't watched, listen to radio stations lately. Four segments is an hour for them. Mm-hmm. They broke down the AFC what they predict the AFC is going to be all four divisions oh. for one hour of their show today. I'm like, like, I don't care what happens in the AFC West. 
Yeah, Broncos. Yeah, good. They're going to be solid this year. Can we talk about something else? Like, <laughs> like I didn't care about Kansas City. I know the AFC West, West is going to be legit. All right. But, yeah, it's just you could tell down south that football, NFL, college football season is nearing when that is just the only two topics that are being talked about here in Jackson. When it's sometimes it's it's difficult for me. I'm like, so got to read a season, but I'm starting to call these teams. Like I called the Sharks yesterday, the Jaguars. I called the Cobras, <laughs> the Panthers yesterday. Like I'm like, here we go again. It's like, tis the season, but as fans of the game, I love it. I love that we end the arena and we're in the NFL season like instantly, no week off. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But, yeah, Kinger Ings. I, at least I voted for a Carolina guy. I didn't vote for Kinger Ings. Uh, but still. I will say uh, I did yeah. vote for Kendrick Ings. I will Ooh, glad to put you. that on here. <laughs> <laughs> my vote, my vote ended up on the league on the league's uh, social media. No, uh, anyway, um, I, I just want to say though that that is something that's been pretty cool, you know, with what we've been able to do this year, and it shows a for us it's a step. I mean, that, like I said, it's kind of cool that you know we get to be called that. I, I mean, I think both of us are really grateful for that. You know, that we get to you indeed know, be that podcast voice for the National Real League. Um, you know, that's been, like I said, for amazing that in a year, that's what's kind of gone down, you know? Um, I mean, a lot, like a lot of hard work put in, you know, it's been a ride. I mean, it's been for both of us, I mean, on and off, it's been kind of a roller coaster up and down for some things and yeah, just the way it is. Um, Managing, going around work schedules, mm-hmm. uh, internet issues, mobile studio. Right. Uh, what else? Uh, personal issues I struck last year and, um, uh, for you, you've gone 52 straight episodes hardcore without missing the beat and without missing an episode. I've tried. <laughs> I've certainly tried. But we do have to tell fans that coming up in July, I'll be doing it solo, probably with a either a special guest or a person that is associated with the National Arena League yes. uh, joining oh, no. me. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. Zach takes a week off. How dare he? Well, or it could be just the uh, inside the walls, Jim, uh, the Jim Murray Power Hour, uh, all three hours on the hour. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> yeah. Promote it that way. It's Jim, a big, live, it's a big <laughs> live stream you split into three shows. Jim, are you going to talk about the Albany Empire? No, I am a Jacksonville Sharks fan. We're going to talk about Jacksonville Sharks football all three episodes <laughs> next week. <laughs> Here's why they lost. Here's why they went. This is why you stink. No, I'm not going to be like that. But yeah, that's coming up in July. Would you say July 18th is going to start for you? Uh, that, no, it'll be uh, the night. Well, the week. Oh, yeah. The ninth. For July 9th, I'm leaving. So it'll be like the week of the uh, 10th through the 7th, 16th, 17th. Um, yeah, I'm heading. I'm actually heading for a uh, vacation in Ireland uh, going with uh, with my ma- with the Madre there at my house. Uh, so her and I going for 10 days. We're driving the southern portion of Ireland, starting in Dublin working our way around then we'll cut back across the island uh, or the country uh back to dublin to end so should be really good time um i've never been i've done i've been to some places in europe before when uh, growing up but uh never been to ireland and it just kind of was a spur of the moment thing to give you some backstory on my uh on my parents especially my mother very much is a world traveler type if she can loves to get out and about go see new places so just kind of something spur of the moment type of event but it does make me miss uh one week you know that's okay 
I Darn. obviously Jim can handle it. And uh, if he has a special guest that we're thinking of, that'll be, I, I want to listen just to hear how that, uh, how that tandem works. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying it's not working. I just want to hear it, you know, you know, and I'm we talking. might finally get Ireland anything. download. Yay. Yeah, I, right yes. Yes. Yeah. I will do it. I will do it just to get the Ireland statistic on our, <laughs> on our page. Yes, we are international. Sir. Arena football has uh, gone international. Actually, we've already been international, by the way. We've, well, okay. Uh, Aruba, I think it's the, like Aruba got a download. Inside and, the walls, at least, we've gone international somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> somewhere else. <laughs> But still, yeah, uh, so that's coming up in July, ladies and gentlemen. You'll get me for three episodes. Uh, it's going to be entertaining. Uh, special guest. Going to hint on that special guest. This Jacksonville Sharks related. Surprise. Oh. Um, oh. But, yeah, uh, I won't make that announcement until next week. But overall, yeah, 52 straight weeks. You've interviewed countless of players on this without me. Um, we Honestly, we've it, me and you have gotten some great guests from Lonnie Outlaw to Mason Espinosa to Brian Higgs to, to Tyrone Laughing House. Mm-hmm. And then we got, you know, in-depth, like in-depth behind scenes with Coach Gibson, Coach Manas, uh, Coach Rezinalo. It's amazing how just this singular podcast, this show for a year has connected with so many people. And honestly, how I wanted to do this is, not really like highlighting great moments of the show, but it's my the, my favorite episode of all episodes was uh, we interviewed uh, Coach uh, Gibson the week before the NAL championship game, yeah. and it was a, and it was uh, the reason why it's my favorite interview is we got to understand Coach Gibson's style of football by how he was describing the Columbus Lions, how his team, how he prepares his team. And when people say why I show shine a light too much on Columbus, that's the reason why. Plus, we, me and Zach had almost an, over an hour conversation with them off camera, and we got into more information about Columbus. Uh, I think that was our best episode. Now, I'm not saying anything bad towards Coach Manas. Coach Rez is another great interview. Coach yeah. Manas is another great interview. Uh, Coach Rez basically told us on this air on these airways. Uh, here on Inside the Walls that we basically created our own fantasy football league team with him last year. And I thought that was and, hilarious, by the way, still, getting that confirmation for that because that was such speculative type of maybe that is what happened. And to hear a coach go, huh, well, that's a good point. Maybe maybe I should see if we can get a run yeah. here. And, it, you know, it is six teams. And it is, you know, we have last – I mean, think about last year, Jersey – for all the talent on there, they were just kind of hanging around, you know, all it was going to take was one team to just do a quick pop up the standings and boom, you know, awesome. That's, that's true. The six team mm-hmm. league, you just need to find a, find a spark and you got it. And they got it right at the end of the season, made the move, but also we got to, you know, tip our hat to our guest, actually our current guest on our show. That's uh, Devin Wilson. Yep. That is Mason Espinosa. Uh, those two guys, of Gibson, of course, uh, Coach Rez again. We finally got Jonathan Bain. We were trying to get him last year and finally got him this year. Um, it just – I can't – because this is turf talk, and it's some of, the, some of the hardest things to do is find people who know the game and have a conversation with players and coaches and them talking to you 
knowing that you understand what they're thinking, what their mindset is. And the Gibson gave us a very good opening to what the Columbus Lions organization. We're good associates with uh, the owner of the Columbus Lions, Josh Blair. He's given us some information too mm-hmm. and ideas of what the league's doing, what the team's doing in Columbus. And it just, just even the interviews gives these players, gives these coaches, it gives these owners chances to get on TV or get on the YouTube and, you know, project what they're trying to build or what they're trying to preach about their organization. And then we're that outlet. And I love being that outlet because we get to see just not the players. We get to see the characters. We get to see what type of person they are, what type of husband they are, what type of father they are, what type of person they are in the community. That's one thing I love about Turf Talk. And I know this is a one-year anniversary show. We have no one to talk to, just me and you. But -hmm. still, it's those little things that, to me, bring the arena game closer to the fans because they're just like us. These players have other jobs. This is not the NFL. Yep. That's they're right. not they're not sixty five million dollar year contracts. They're not. They after the season ends, they gotta go to their nine to five or eight to five job tomorrow. Um, and it, it, putting the face on the player and putting the coach on the player, basically how you, I don't know what the terminology is. It just tells me that they these are just not players. These are future coaches. These are future fathers. These are future. Uh, ownerships you look at mason sorry coach you look at brian hicks he's getting the coaching you got players like lonnie outlaw mentioned that he wants to get into coaching later we have players that we interview that want to move up in this industry and it's nice that we get to share their stories that may not get onto the local newspapers or may not get into the local radio uh, tv stations or even your local radio station yeah. um and it's amazing that we help put the face of the league out there because Lonnie Outlaw is a character. One, I think, if you if you watch the Columbus documentary series, ladies and gentlemen, go do that. Lonnie Outlaw is my favorite guy on that episode, besides Mason. Uh, Mason's pretty cool. He complains about his knee too much throughout the episode <laughs> series. But Lonnie is the comedic comic of relief. Um, but there are some great moments in that series. Uh, all, we talk, There's so many people we've talked to. You know, Malachi Jones. We've talked to... Devin Wilson, we've talked to, you know, uh, Rashid Kalab, Rashid Kalab, Rashad, you're jumbling your, you're jumbling up your word, your words there. I almost said Rakeem Kato. We haven't had Kato. Uh, yeah, saying, still, I, hey, put, mark it down. I mean, I, I very much would love to have a conversation yeah. with Rakeem And also Kato. Higgins, Sam Castronova, Warren Smith Jr., uh, Brian Hicks, Mason Espinoza, Darren Clark Jr., Devin Maxwell. The list just keeps going. And of course, Chris Siegfried, the commissioner. Yeah, that, um, that one was pretty that one was pretty special. I'd been, you know, I think most downloaded show, one, by the way. Well, yeah, most of us, I think both of us just wanted to, you know, get him on the at show at some period. point, get him on. And that that just kind of checked off a box for us. That was that yeah. was great. And uh, the connection we've had with the commissioner and with the like so with the league, it's been it's been awesome. It's been fantastic. I think mm-hmm. so far since we've started this partnership we have and being the official show, even um, the tough love episodes, even like I said, I think that's, what's nice. You know, we, you know, we do, we get to, you know, we put in our two cents and the league does listen to people. I get that. I am, I can't stress that enough. They do listen and take feedback. You know, we've, we've seen this firsthand and we've talked about this with folks as well. So it happens, you know, um, I'll tell you one of my favorite, my favorite interview um, 
from this past one, you know, Commissioner Siegfried was one of them. Uh, the one that really sticks out to me actually was getting a chance to right out of the gate talk with, you know, ownership at the time for the San Antonio Gunslingers, as well as Fred, head coach Fred Shaw. That was now credit. I know I, you weren't able to attend for that one. Um, I think I was at my wedding that weekend. Yeah, I think that was a little bit of uh, timing was off, but I, you know, yeah. I, I stepped in and I'll tell you, I had a blast discussing with it. Um, you know, Hector, Hector and them, like we've heard from those in with the gunslingers that are fans, you know, they had a vision. They wanted to bring football to a different level out there in San Antonio. And with San Antonio as a city, you know, it has had, it has had downright bad luck with yeah. teams sticking around at a professional level. Um, it is nice that, you know, even though Hector and them are not with the organization anymore, um, the fact they, they got this thing off the ground, it's here. The fact we have to talk with them and how passionate they were about saying, Hey, we want this to be a mainstay in the city. You know, we want this to be something that special people can rally behind. Um, and that, that, you know, they want to expand, you know, they want to, they want to go with the league's vision of, you know, eventually we want to get bigger. We want to be a prominent yeah. league or the, the prominent league in the country. And that they, and as much along the lines of what commissioner Sigrid said in our interview, bring back with the a at least the afl and the arena feel i'll say mm -hmm. arena feel more than the afl feel because the nal is its own thing they want to bring back what arena football is you know that to me was cool um and also that the, also to add on hector by the way yes they they've transitioned to the new ownership group they that group was called the og3 and one thing i've noticed about the original og3 of san antonio gunslinger they're still active in the NAL community and they're still cheering on the gunslingers. They're still talking to fans. Of that just tells me that they wanted this to move on, but they're not salty about it. We've seen ownerships in this league, not just the NAL, but other leagues. When they sell their product this, for better pastures, they've become like, oh, this is the reason why it happened. They start attacking the current owner or why the team didn't you know, succeed. Mm -hmm. um, but Hector Garcia and them, no, they have. They've been straightforward. They've been very openly interacting with fans, and that's a big sign of professionalism there. And yes, I think John Wayne has a great opportunity now in San Antonio. Um, their their team has shown it so far the last couple of weeks, but it, it just tells me that there's no grudge between the two organizations. And Hector is very happy with the product that he brought to San Antonio. And I didn't have a chance to interview him. Uh, we did try to try get him and the new ownership group in to, like, together for an interview, but everything was so mm -hmm. chaotic. Uh, we couldn't do anything. And then we were told by our uh, the league to not jump on it too soon without being finalized. Um, but still, uh, the professionalism, Hector, uh, that's very hard to do. Get rid of your baby and then show that professionalism. And like, you know, uh, uh, I can still support this without being the owner. And I, that's a you know tip of the hat to him. That's uh, that's a that that made me earn a lot of respect for that guy. Um, based mm -hmm. besides all the you know chatter here behind the scenes of the organization, but yeah, it's uh, I wish I was in that interview. Fred Shaw seemed like a pretty cool cat and still does. And you see how the mentality of his team is, they play him like what Fred Shaw played back when he was a talent for the San Antonio Talons back in the day. So, um, yeah, it's that was an intriguing interview. Like, we've had some interesting interviews throughout the whole process, man. Um, we had a we had a guy that came on our show uh, pretty recently um, that it was not a lot of long answers or like short answers and we kept you know getting into that was Kyle Rashad uh, still a great interview still a very one of our popular interviews um, but 
again, that was our first time getting into the San Antonio community with our shows. And it, it's almost like when we finally got here, it was desperately needed and the fans of San Antonio supported. Um, that was when my great interview. And also, every single interview, people said, I get people that message me. That, that seemed like a hard interview to do. Was that hard? Oh, not really. You got to see what the player, you got to feel out the player, how he's going to interact with some questions. He just can't go up to him and say, hey, why did he drop that pass on the second down play? Like, we're, we're not the people that you see on the NFL games. Right. Like, whoa, how are you going to bounce back? We're not there. These guys have had, you know, they've just come back from a long road trip. In this case, from Chad was a 20-hour bus ride back to Greensboro, and he had a chance to talk to us. Again, all the respect, he doesn't have to do it. No, um, not at all. No. And, you don't have to. I think that's what's crazy is, you know. Yeah. These guys are very, I mean, there's been a few that we've had, unfortunately, you have to do it the day of, and they go, hey, sign me up. Mm -hmm. Actually, Khalil was one of those that it was like, he was completely, like, just a few hours before we had to go on, it's like, hey, do you want, are you able to do this? Would you like to? He he was courteous enough to do that. So, like, players, they don't have to take these opportunities. It's nice that they jump on. Like, that's really cool. You know, we've had for our fans out there, so you need to get this player on, this player on, this player. It's not hard getting these players on. What's hard is either Jim or Zach forget what time we're supposed to talk to these people because we forget. <sighs> it's like, it's supposed to be Tuesday at six or Tuesday at seven. Then we get messages like, Hey, I was waiting for this time. I'm like, darn, it was today, not tomorrow. Right, uh, we've had right. that occasion. But again, those situations, Coach Reds was very easy. Like, Hey, blah, blah, blah. And we rearranged it for the next day. But he wanted, he wanted to wait to get Bane on. So we got both Bane and Coach Reds in that episode. And I think, I think the first Moss interview was supposed to be done on a Tuesday and, and we weren't ready. And he was like, yo, we had an interview. We're like, Oh, so we did the Wednesday. And I think that's what me and you both went blank. I don't know how that happened. I'm pretty, still I'm got, pretty sure we had to reshuffle that one too. Um, um, we still got the Moss one and it's amazing. <laughs> These interviews are incredible. Now, one of the, epi- like besides you can watch all of our shows, ladies and gentlemen, up to Mason Desmondos' interview. All the rest of our interviews are available on our uh, podcast platforms. Available everywhere, by the way. Yep. Uh, we have one last time I checked around 11 platforms. Um, uh, Spotify's finally getting some numbers. Finally. Finally. <laughs> finally. Uh, it's been a while. We've tried a year to get that thing going and finally got some numbers. Uh, but yeah, you can follow a lot of our old past shows. Uh, quarterbacks, receivers. We've had uh, players for championship game malachi jones mvp of the uh, nl championship game uh we try to how everyone should know we try to get each city at least once every other every week go in a six-week rotation um that will change probably next year um based on how the schedule is set up how we're going to do like we want to interview players after they won a game besides interview players after they lost a game uh give them more of a vibe to the See, I'm doing that. What kids do now these days, vibing um, to the episodes. Uh, that's a little adjustments we're going to make to make it more interactive. And plus, a lot of the players would be more accepted to get on the show and talk after a win than a loss. Um, not everyone's Mason Espinosa. Not everyone is Gibson. Um, Gibson came on with a two-game losing streak. And ever since he interviewed with us, they're 2-0. Um, so, I then again, again, is Columbus our fancy football team this year? Just FYI. Um, if so, if they, they want to be a hashtag inside the walls, man, win it all because they interviewed him and they got everything started. Um, but I want to talk about something to kind of close this out. It's our power rankings. I never, like, this is funny, dude. I'm like, 
every website, a lot of playoff websites that cover the indoor league do power rankings, but they add every single league in them, which I don't agree with. They don't play our style of football, but our power rankings, man, every time I post our power rankings on the NL pages and on all the arena football pages and even our pages, we get some heat. Like well, we okay. get some heat. I'm not even going <laughs> to try and like defend that we get heat. Like power <sighs> rankings are such a power rankings are such an opinionated thing anyway. You yeah. know, I, I mean, I've, I mean, like, for example, I, it's funny. I, any, any time this is, this is always the situation that comes up with power rankings or it is what you'll have is um, when we do walkthroughs this year, you know, you'll mm-hmm. notice we do the rankings and then we go and do picks. And so what always kills me is like, if we do a power ranking and I post someone in front of another team, and then I project that the lower team is going to beat the one that's above, <laughs> you know, I, I, people are like, well, what's with that? I'm like, well, I mean, come on. Like you got to think about the whole season trend here. You know, that's, I, that's how I usually am rolling with it. You know, are you calling out a certain somebody? <laughs> no, I am not. I, this isn't just, no, I've had multiple people talk about this. I'm just saying yeah. this is, this is how I do it. You know, um, you have to talk, you have to put the whole season to account and also recency bias in mix it together. That's mm-hmm. where you come with the rank. That's just my thought. And again, no, no, this isn't no, 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 no. Don't put me into that trap, Jim. This is I've had, <laughs> this is something I've had on the side besides arena football. You know, that's how I do rankings. Um, you know, um, it, it comes down to it. And I'm, and sometimes you select it based on a trend upward or downward. And I think mm-hmm. that's kind of how I do it where say, if I'm picking, one team below to beat the one above it's kind of because the trends are showing that maybe next week I change my rankings and it would be based on that choice. That's kind of how I do it. Uh, but rankings, I mean, it's so hard to do perfect rankings. Yeah. Everyone's got their own choices. You know, mm-hmm. I always feel bad. Like the early season, the credit San Antonio, they're going on the upward swing, but the beginning of the year, I mean, you always feel bad. You know, you haven't, you have a team going start own own four, then goes on five. What do you do? There's you mm-hmm. can give silver linings, but you can't move them in the rank. So it feels bad when you do that. You know what I'm saying? Or, or you have teams that like, hey, we won this week and that team lost. Why you didn't jump them? Why we didn't jump in your rankings? Because you lost to them. They have well, the tiebreaker. Stuff like that too. I need more. Like I've told you, I need more sampler size. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, uh, yeah. I mean, credit. Like, remember Jacksonville? They got that. They got that upset win over the Lions at the time. And I was like, I can't really move them too far because it was one win out of, you know, one and four at that point. Now they're four and five. Clearly much better, much was going on the upward swing when they got our, when they got, then got Alva Nelson after that mm-hmm. set up set. So things were adjusted, you yeah. know, things were, things were well. Adjusted. Well, ever since that game, they went four and they, they're four and two over the last six games. So they've improved over that. Yeah. Sorry. They went one and three. They then went to Albany. Yes, that's right. They went to Albany. Got that's when they had to, you know, unfortunately, Malik Henry had yeah, injury there. So then they got up. in Arvell. There we go. Yes. Yeah. So four and two, but nonetheless, you know, I need mm-hmm. trends. Also, some more wins, mm-hmm. losses. You know, it look power rankings. You got to think about it for a second. Now, if, yeah. now, if everybody wins and everything stays where you're expecting one week, okay, that, that's nice. Right. So we've had one of those this year, but like otherwise, you know, lately. It's completely more. I have to sit down every week and go, oh, how do I break this down? Yeah. Everyone's in the middle now. You know, <laughs> it yeah. gets, gets a little harder when it's like this, when it's not like, yeah, there's only like there, top heavy and you got two teams sitting up there. Just there's only for the one. Playoffs. Yeah. One, one, one team on top and you got 
and I got to find a way to put these five teams in order. <laughs> exactly. And you got to go, do you base it off record? Do you base it off the schedule? Do you base it off of recent trends? It's, it's hard. Like, let's just say I've done this week's power record, in my opinion, four different ways. And I'm not satisfied each way I've done. That's how power rankings are getting to us now. And it, and uh, the messages that we get from a lot of our loyal supporters, like Dave Williams, as one. David's another guy. Uh, who's the other one that uh, messages a lot? That's constantly one of our major supporters. Just keeps like, well, this is th- well, this team did this in week two. Why is he still here? So on. So it's like, you know, thank you for support. But one thing I've noticed, and I've you know I've told this people on our show, and I'll tell you guys here. How do I base my power rankings? To cause controversy. Because if you have power rankings that are good, like I think mine are good so far. My power rankings this year are if my power rankings are good, they don't change each week. Just saying. Um, but overall, I do a lot of this. I do who they play, how the trend's going, and what one will get more controversy where they'll go to our ad, click on it, go to our episode, and hear what we have to say about it. It's almost Free advertising. You got to place that. Yeah, you, you know those stupid clickbait uh, thumbnails that people see on YouTube. Like, oh, can't believe this is in this movie. And go look at that exact scene. It's not there. They designed mm-hmm. something that's there. Basically, that's what I'm doing. Uh, but yes, power rankings are hard. And the reason why we mean you start doing this is for this reason: is get more interact, more um, you know, interaction between you, the fans, and us. And it actually helps the league itself uh, because I wish the league did their own power rankings. Uh, like other leagues do, especially the big one that plays on Sundays during the fall. They do power rankings while all their news sources do. So mm-hmm. I think it just builds conversation, builds up everything. But overall, power rankings don't mean anything in American sports. In American sports, we have a thing called the playoffs. You can be the sixth power ranked team and still make the playoffs. Make the playoffs. That's the ultimate power rank, the final four here in the National Arena League, and of course in the NFL, I think it's what, now 14 teams, they keep expanding each year, it seems like, but still, um, yeah, I do it because it caused controversy, and it gets more eyes, just not on our show, but more eyes on the product itself that plays on Fridays and Saturday nights during the spring and early summer months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I feel all that, man. Mm-hmm. It's It's been a year, you know, it's been quite a year, we have another say uh more to come um like i said for preparations for the i guess what's to come for us uh you know mainly get through this next season kind of work kind of continue our uh early really our still pretty newish relationship with the nal in our regard you know talk with that do the live show which that should be a big step for us uh because hopefully that leads to more down the line that we can do with that and do the championship um, and just see what the off season takes us. Cause I mean, with the NAL, I mean, you know, obviously Iron Man, it's uh, I don't see it going anywhere. Uh, I mean, commissioner Siegfried as you know, the vibe we get from him is that it's, it's here to stay, you know? And I think, I think more and more we've seen some, we've seen people accepting of the style, at least of mm-hmm. the Iron Man rulings it's made for exciting play. You know, some players that I didn't know could play as well in this system. So you know, the NAL is changing. Hopefully it grows, you know, I'm not going to, it will, I mean, it, it will. will, we're, you, you, you want to get more teams it, in six. 
and, it's, I, and we it, can't. It, it, I say it's growing now. Look at the fan support in Orlando. Look at the fan support in Columbus. Look at the fan support in Jacksonville. Right, it's right. growing now. And besides that, I'm I'm talking like locations because I mean, obviously, expansion is the name of the game with this yeah. level every year. We'll see what goes on there. Obviously, off seasons ahead, but I think really for for this coming year, you know, we just let you know we want to hopefully do more live shows, see where the things go mm-hmm. with the NAL, and you know, give you as best of a show as we can. And you guys can feel free to keep chiming in. Let us know what we can do better. You know, yeah. feedback is important for uh, podcasts uh, for sure. It's uh, it helps us improve, and of course, also give you the content you want to hear too. So next year, you know, when we do this recap year two. Maybe there'll be a few little different things we can touch on that we uh, can revisit from this episode. Should be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, guys, thanks for tuning in. Appreciate it. It's been a hell of a 365, as I like to call it. Um, Plenty of things ahead. Stay tuned for the final walkthrough coming up this week. And I have a full thing discussing week 10 in the NAL. Should be uh, plenty of unique picks and discussion with how the season is turning out right now. Um, thank you for tuning in. Thanks for the support. Thanks for following along with us. We got plenty more down the road. Uh, until next time, though, for the one year anniversary, I got to make you do this, Jim. Just remember one thing, ladies and gentlemen, like we always say don't be a jack out of the box. Happy anniversary inside the walls. <laughs> Catch you Friday, everybody. Stay tuned. Mm-hmm.